Hey everyone, we appreciate you listening. We'll get into the show in a bit, but just want to mention, go check out our Twitter page, at Midcourt Madness, for all of our show updates, as well as some breaking news tweets. Also, check out our website, where we post all of our writing at midcourtmadness.wordpress.com. Here's the show. On today's Midcourt Madness, NFL preseason games are in full effect. College football games will be starting in the next know, week or two, but we're saying screw all that, and we're going to sit here and talk college hoops, Biggs. I love it. Yeah, I mean, we, we got, what, 11 weeks until the season starts? Um, there's no, there's no, it's never too early to start way too early, uh, preview season. Yeah. Ross encountered at 78. So that's 11 weeks plus one. So it's one, one, one. It's kind of like six, six, six. It's a little doomsday there. So let's get into it. As we always start these off-season ones, you know, we got to do our winners and losers. Uh, you have one? Either one? I think... Uh, and do not very, say college basketball fans. There's an obvious loser um, over the last couple of weeks, and it would be college basketball fans. Okay. Because of the new the new TV deal that just got announced with, with the Big Ten going to... What is it? Fox, CBS, uh, like uh, Peacock, maybe. I don't remember all the uh, all the different brands where the Big Ten will now be rather than on ESPN. Um, it, it it really doesn't make a ton of sense to me uh, because I'm not going to do all the the work to to look at every single little detail. But I think the for my understanding, it bottom lines like this. The deal is incredibly expensive. It's like $7 billion. It's the biggest media deal ever. And somehow we're going to watch less Big Ten basketball uh, over the next, you know, starting in what, 2023 or 2024. Um, which makes me sad because that means we're, we're going to lose out on one of the best conferences in the country with a, a league that's littered with top 20 teams consistently every year, national title contenders, teams that we only haven't had a champion with coming out of the Big Ten, but uh, the tournament is usually filled with Big Ten caliber, with Big Ten teams that that are highly rated, uh, really really high quality basketball, high level coaches, and it's just we're not going to be able to consume those teams as much. We're going to see like forty percent less Big Ten basketball starting in like twenty twenty four, which I, I don't think is good for the sport. I think if, if 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 college basketball all we watch is SEC and ACC. We're gonna just have an even bigger Kentucky and Duke bias, which we already have a big enough problem with that in in college hoops. Um, I don't know. That makes me sad. It's a it's a college basketball fans I think losing out because we're going to get even less less diversity. That's that's I think an issue with college hoops right now. We get too much we have too much of the same teams always playing all the time, and um, there's not enough diversity. We don't get enough of the small schools on TV. People only focus on you know six different programs. It's, you know, honestly. It's a little bit of the uh, the NBAification. I mean, think about one of, one of my biggest gripes with the NBA is that the Lakers this year will play thirty games on national TV on, on between TNT and ESPN. Uh, the Knicks will play like twenty games on national TV, and you have the, then you have like high quality teams that are that are pretty good, like uh, Nuggets. The Nuggets will play. I'll just toss yeah. one out there, like more the, of a yeah, small that's, market, that's a, more more of a small market one, but very correct. talented team who. Won't get we'll the national exposure. Games on national right. TV because and, if, the 
And, and if you're not living in Denver with like whatever the Denver area sports packages, you're not gonna be able to watch them unless you have like what NBA, not Sunday, whatever theirs is. Right. And, and the problem, the problem is, is you turn on ESPN because NBA on ESPN and it's, and it's either what teams LeBron playing on uh, against the Warriors or it's uh, what teams Luca playing on versus uh, Brooklyn. It's the same six teams basically every single night, but we need more diversity. We want to see more teams play. Um, and right. so I, I worry that college basketball, we're going to run into that same issue. All we're going to do, we're just going to get spoon fed SEC and ACC until the cows come home. And I don't know if that's great. Yeah, it's frustrating. And as a fair weather Bulls fan, it sucks. I can't watch them all the time because I don't have, I don't even know what they plan. I don't think it, I don't think it's WGN. Maybe it is. Maybe. I mean, we, like, yeah, and that, that just shows I'm a fair weather fan. But going back to your point, it's weird how it's, all these changes and you know, essentially having le- less access to these games is happening right when, isn't that about when UCLA and USC are coming over? Yeah. When are they? Yeah. So I don't get that. Like UCLA is a college basketball blue bud. They're a very marketable team. And so you shouldn't have to like, you should have to make your, you know, your product less accessible. Yeah. That's, that's the problem. And, and I'm sure there's a, there's some sort of rabbit hole going down in terms of, um, you know, going into the future, the future of TV watching is probably even more streaming than there already is. You're gonna, and need... that's part of the issue. And another loser, college basketball fans, you're gonna have to have access to every single streaming platform. Yeah, you're gonna need Paramount Plus. You're gonna need Peacock. You're gonna need Fox, which will probably eventually have its own little app that you need to that you need to buy. You know, uh, yeah, CBS, ABC, uh, Amazon Plus will probably start having some. What's the uh, what's the, the Apple TV Plus will probably start. It's just like we need less streaming devices, people. But look at me just shouting. It is looking pretty cloudy out there, John. I'll tell you what. A bit sidebar here, Biggs. Yeah. Um, are you good with like algorithms and stuff? Like, do you think we could bundle all these streaming platforms into one called? That feels like a progressive kind of thing. Anyways, hopefully no one's listening to this. We're not. We're not talking about sponsorships. Okay. Um, let's see here. I'm gonna I'm gonna take over the mic here. Should I go winner or loser? And Cheer me up. Give me a winner. Give me a winner. Actually, okay, I remember this. I, I know who I'm gonna do. And you know, in this in the theme of football starting off, I'm gonna call an audible. It's Ooh. not oh it's not a winner, it's just a uh-huh. it's, just, it's just a good story. It's a good story. All right. And that is Keontae Johnson, who you may remember in was it the twenty twenty? I think it's December of twenty twenty. He uh collapsed on the court you know very 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 scary scene he and he has not been able to come back since and so that'll been the 2020 slash 2021 season missed all of that essentially and then you know there's talks that he might come back this past season might be able to but he was never medically cleared to play and so you know i just see this article capusco and he has transferred to kansas state and he has this is Jeff Borzello writing this. He has been medically cleared to play, which means he can be cleared to play. He can play. And so just nice seeing someone who was – can't remember. If, was he preseason All-American – or not All-American, preseason um, SEC Player of the Year, or was he actually SEC Player of the Year? I think he was the preseason Player of the Year going into 2020. Okay. okay. And so, you know, just a guy who the year before had averaged 14 and 7 – um, first team all SEC. So good pickup for Kansas State. I mean, it obviously remains unclear, you know, how much gas in the tank there. 
Um, but no, just a good pickup for them, and nice to see someone who has had some uh, some hardships, you know, be able to play again. Yeah, I mean, what a what a move, what a what a get for Kansas State. I mean, there there's obviously got to be some sort of. I, I'm curious what the risk is here with Keontae Johnson because if he were if you were able to get cleared by anybody, you you can't you can't imagine he'd end up at Kansas State, right? I mean this this dude was like, there there could be a case like with all the transfers and and we'll talk about all of the different transfers and high level kids coming and going out of the portal, maybe eventually, but you can make a case that if if Keontae Johnson is like fully actualized and healthy, he's the best one. Mm-hmm. Right, I mean, you're talking yeah. like a legitimate top twenty player in the country. Yep. If he is healthy and good. Yep. So how's that, he end up at Kansas State? I mean, that that's a guy that you think could go anywhere. So I'm I'm, I'm wondering. Maybe it's just every other program has plenty, like other programs, like uh, I don't know. Let's say Kentucky wanted him or something. Maybe they just are like, you know what? We've got too much to lose. Our dudes are fine. Like, we don't need to take the risk of potentially having to deal with this. Uh, I don't know. There's, There's got to be some more to that. But I, I might on the court, if Keontae Johnson can actually play, um, makes makes Kansas State a lot better. I don't know how much, I don't know how good it makes them, but it sure makes them better. You know, I might have an answer to your uh, not question there. Now, there is a – the next to last paragraph in this article, it says – the AP reported last November that Johnson has a five million dollar insurance policy. It's ah. believed that it's believed that Johnson can play a few games before forfeiting the insurance policy. So, say for example, maybe he's told coaches like, "Hey, you know, I'll play three games and see how it goes. See if uh, see if I should you know, forfeit that policy and continue playing the rest of the year, or if I should not, and essentially collect the money." You know what I mean? So maybe yeah. maybe that's why there's a little hesitation in some of these larger schools uh, offering him. Okay, yeah, five million dollar insurance policy. That's that's hefty. Yeah. So who knows? Uh, man, hopefully he's healthy though, because I think Kansas State could actually have a sneaky, solid squad. Yeah. Them. You know they're bringing in they're bringing in your guy Desi Sills. What he's the one? Okay, he's the one. Uh, Arkansas State. After yeah. he went from Arkansas to Auburn, but then Auburn got someone else, so then he reopens. Yeah. yeah. Next year he'll probably be at Kansas because he went from Arkansas to Arkansas State <laughs> to Kansas State. So the, now the to next Kansas. progression is probably Kansas, right? Quite the glow up for him. No kidding. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. He went from Arkansas to, to Auburn to Arkansas State. <laughs> Kansas so he State. went down, but now he's coming back up to Kansas State, and then next year he'll go up again to Kansas. Who doesn't love a comeback story? Then again, next it. year Kansas will probably be banned from the tournament or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I just want to go get my shots up. Oh my gosh! Anyways, who's your winner? My winner is, <clears throat> um, I'm going to go with Oscar Shibwe. Okay, I just seen this. Yeah, go on. Yeah, there was a big story on the Athletic um, about a week ago about how Oscar Shibwe is. I mean, he is probably at this point one of the faces of college basketball. He was the national player of the year last year. And for some reason, it just feels like that, like kind of similar to the way Luka Garza was the national player of the year. And then they just kind of like bowed out of the tournament. It's like, it's so easy that like you, you just kind of forget about these national player of the years, the last couple of years, because they go out so early 
it just kind of with a whimper. And, and I feel like Oscar, and probably there's probably like a big man factor to it too, where I don't know, like it felt like all year where like, like the national discourse is like trying to find another guy to be national player of the year instead of Oscar Sheboy. You know what I mean? Cause he was like, he was just averaging like 15 and 15. And like, that's just not that exciting for a lot of people. So they're like, can we, can we find someone else that can be national player of the year instead? Um, and he just kept on keeping on. The dude's a beast, and he's 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 probably going to be the preseason player of the year in the entire country. Kentucky will be a top five rated team, uh, with with being the face of college hoops and the face of Kentucky basketball comes a lot of NIL opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, a twenty one year old kid getting millions upon millions of dollars, um, and this guy spends his money basically helping. He's like funneling a ton of his money towards like the Congo and the Bahamas, where he is from. And he, uh, there was, there was some sort of, uh, just looking at the kind of the cliff notes of, of what he's done with his money. He bought his mom a house. I enjoy this. He's uh, he's doing mission trips and he's helping, he's helping kids in the Congo. He bought his mom a house with his NIL money. Um, Here was one of the quotes. This is from Kyle Tucker via the athletic. Uh, I'm very happy. I'm not stressed about money. God bless me to be somebody else's blessing. How good is that? That's a 21 year old or 22 year old kid. I enjoy that. It's uh it's another heartwarming. You you kind of audible there. You still called it your winner, but it's more of a heartwarming story of the day. So yeah, that, I started it, with a loser, and now I'm coming back up. Yeah, now I'm blowing up. Today is not winners and losers. It's heartwarmers and losers. But you know, with all this nil stuff, and we could talk about this all day if we really wanted to, but you know, is it NIL or is it sometimes pay for play where it's like, you know, players expect, you know, the the general, like not theme of this, but the general idea of this is, you know, players can, you know, negotiate their own deals. They can sell merchandise. They can do all this stuff. But it's like some players expect to come to college and have like, like their, the head coach recruit and then be like, okay, here's 10 contacts I have that you can call or, or that are ready to call you and offer you something like it's some players expect like the coaches and the athletic department to negotiate these for them, which that's not what it's for. That's, that's what play pay for play is bigs. But with all that, it's nice seeing stories like this where Oscar Sheboy is getting, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars and is using it for good and not even using it for himself. He's using it for his family. He's using it for his, for, uh, for his home area. So no, very nice. Thank you for that. Well, I feel like, I feel like nowadays, like athletic culture has just, pushed this idea that being selfish is good. You have to be selfish. First on, be selfish. Do what's best for yourself. Do what's best for you. Take care of yourself, right? We, we hear that all the time now with all these athletes. Bet on yourself. It's always just do what's best for you. Make the decision for you. Um, and all these guys with, with, with NIL, I mean, you never hear stories like this where it's like, hey, take care of others. It's get, get your money, get your share, you know, mm-hmm. get – Get the money for you. Take care of yourself. And and not that there's something wrong with that. I mean, and guys are certainly entitled to do that. It doesn't mean that every athlete that isn't I mean, donating. And, and you should uh, take care of, of yourself. Like, is, is not yeah, good, like, but, like, don't be donating hundreds, hundreds of thousands of dollars to charity just to make yourself broke. Like, don't, don't do that. Yeah, but I, I definitely think this is this is something that's certainly worth celebrating because, I don't know, I mean, we, we hear that all the time. All we ever hear about is, all these athletes are betting on themselves and they're, they're just, they're worried about taking care of themselves. It's a business, right? It's, right. it's not even a, it's not even for the, for the love of things anymore. It's just, it's a business. I got to just take care of myself. I got to get my money. I got to get mine. Yep. Um, 
Oscar Shibwe is uh is awesome. This this definitely made me a fan of. Uh, I, I love watching Oscar Shibwe on the floor. I mean, he's a beast. He's one of he's one of the most enjoyable players to watch just the way he gobbles up rebounds and he's just kind of the force he plays with. This this kind of makes me. Uh, it's weird because I'm not I'm not gonna root for Kentucky, but gosh, I I, I like Oscar Shibwe even more than I did before. Uh, this is pretty cool. Yeah, I agree. So if he wanted to transfer to North Carolina, I would accept him. I would let him be Armando Baycott's backup, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> or do you think he would start with Baycott and we could shift Nance to the three and not play Leaky? That'd be kind of nice. That would be cool, too. And, like, no team is ever going to get a rebound against us. Then. Or what we could do is even just scoot Leaky down and have Leaky play point guard. No. And now we have Leaky playing point guard, so we go 6'9", 6'4", 6'10", 6'10", 6'10". Have the so biggest in, team in that in that scenario, who are you starting at the two? Are you going RJ or Caleb? I'd go Caleb at the two. I would but go I'm RJ. But I might play Puff at the two and just go six nine, six eight, six ten, six ten, six ten. That's long. Can you imagine? Like you could just have all five of them just like line up on a spot around the three point line. Nobody would be able to get a shot off. No, but also we, we can't shoot that either. Except Puff. Oh, but that's okay. That we'd Puff. we'd go back to our best offense as a missed shot. That's. <laughs> National championship. Well, we'd, have, we'd have two guys that average 15 rebounds a game. <laughs> Rebounding margin for the game would be like 80 to 4. <laughs> that would be beautiful. Oh, <laughs> uh, shoot. Anyways, while I'm on oh, I'm dreaming. Um, my loser bigs here are slippers. Slippers, you say? Yes, slippers. Specifically ones that go on Cinderella. Glass slippers. Yes, glass slippers. And so, now, I was unable to find a story about this. I'm not even sure how much merit there is to this story, but I heard this on another podcast, so I'm going with it. Um, there is talks of, essentially, the the way the college basketball tournament field is selected is going to change to where there are no more automatic qualifiers. And it's a lot, it, it sounds like it could be a lot more like you know, how college football is run with, and I'm not saying bowl, I'm not saying bowl games, but with, you know, there being FBS and FCS, it could be a lot more like that. So, you know, I guess winner in this would be North Dakota state. Cause they could just dominate football and basketball maybe and have like <laughs> eight titles in 10 years. You know, that'd be pretty cool. But yeah. But what you're losing here, Biggs is those, you know, 14 to three upsets. Well, I shouldn't say that you probably actually have more upsets like that because instead of having, you know, a, you know, Florida Gulf Coast as a 16 seed, you might have a insert Big 12 team that didn't quite make the tournament here. You know what I mean? Right, right. And so you'd probably actually have more upsets like that, but you're not having those small schools who rarely ever make it upsetting a t- like a St. Peter's over Kentucky this year, you know? You're going to lose stuff like that. And that's why, you know, I don't like it. Don't mess with my tournament. The tournament's already an amazing thing. Keep it. Don't even expand the tournament. Just keep it the same. Yeah, we we are becoming a we are we are very obviously revealing ourselves here to be a very pro diversity podcast, which I think is a good thing, right? It's twenty twenty two. We, yeah, we definitely want to be pro diversity. Very good. Thing. This this is just another one of those things I feel like that takes away diversity. If we just want to be the NBA, just it's it's NBAification. If we're only going to have sixty teams potentially play all year round, and then we're going to take the best thirty of them and put them in a tournament, like. That's what's fun about the tournament. You see yeah. different teams. And and while I would love to see 
I, I would like to watch. I'd like to spend more of my winter watching, uh, ch- ch- checking out a St. Peter's game every once in a while or a Murray State game. The, the reality is, is the uh, the opportunity to watch some of those small school teams from November until mid March is just scarce. You're not going to get a chance to see those teams. So inevitably, when the tournament comes around, you don't know anything about St. Peter's. You know they've got a 28 and six record. And their 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 season has been awesome, and they've spent all year mopping up on other small teams. But you don't know how they're going to do against Big Bad Goliath, right? And and that's what's fun. They're, that creates intrigue. Then they knock out Kentucky. You're like, holy shit, is this team for real? Then they knock out somebody else. Then they knock out somebody San, else. San Francisco. And, who, who did they beat after that? Or I think they beat Murray State, right? Was it? Yeah, Murray, was, yeah. Was Murray that? State beat San Francisco, right? Yeah. I think so. yeah they did. I'm just trying to remember if they actually beat them in the second round then. But then they beat Purdue. But I mean, think about think about the stories that we've gotten out of some of these in just like the last 15 years. I mean, remember George Mason, the run to the Final Four. Everybody remembers yep. when you think George Mason, you think Jim Laranega's uh, George Mason team that got to the Final Four. And like, I'm not saying I want like, I don't want a George Mason in the Final Four. I'm not saying that. But and we've talked about this plenty when we go through the tournament where. We want these teams to win one game. Win that one game, mess up the tournament a little bit, but I don't want I mean as a North Carolina fan, I'd love I love seeing them play St. Peter's in the Elite Eight, but any other team, like say if uh, UCLA would have beat North Carolina in the Sweet Sixteen, I don't want to watch UCLA versus St. Peter's. I want to watch UCLA versus uh Purdue, who St. Be- St. Peter's beaten around before, you know? Yeah, it's true. I, I do yeah probably talking out of both sides of our mouths a little bit because I still do want automatic qualifiers. I do want to see some of these small school teams. I mean, right. Think about, think about Steph Curry, not NBA Steph Curry, but Davidson Steph Curry. Yep. That guy doesn't exist now because if we take away that opportunity for Davidson to get to the tournament, you know, it's who knows if Steph Steph Curry's even, he is if he, if he never got to the tournament and made a run, he's in the G league at that point. Probably. Okay. He he probably, he he probably eventually would have made it to the NBA. Maybe. Maybe, or he would have just been that guy that kept having ankle problems. True, could be. You know, no. Um, I don't know. I, I you're right. I, I do think they're trying to make this like they're just they're trying to take away the diversity and they're taking away opportunities for these small school teams. It. I I understand the point of it. They're just trying. It's it's a cash cow, and we're just we're trying to find a way to make as much money as we possibly can because we, you know, don't have enough money. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, they're financial, financial are looking bad right now. I just, I hope that, I hope, I hope this doesn't happen for a really long time. Cause I would love it. To, I, I think it's going to happen. It's probably going to happen at some point in our lifetime. Um, yep. at least your lifetime, but okay. I hope it doesn't happen for a while. Cause I like the way the tournament is right now. Yeah. Same. And you know, what, what is like the biggest gripe with college football right now? Lack of lack of parity, yeah. You and like they, they attempted to be better with this by having like the whole four team playoff. But now all of a sudden it's like it's the same three teams each year, and then like a, a random fourth one. Yep. And I mean, it's cool that they have like these games where there's like a possibility that just like you can lose one game during the season, or maybe even two in some cases, and still have a chance for the national title. Like that's cool, but it's just we're still just back at the same point every year where we have the same three teams in there. So. Right. I remember at the beginning of the, 
of the 2020 season for college football when the, when COVID was kind of still at its height and, and there wasn't really a, they weren't sure if there was even going to be a season. Remember the big 10, I think wanted to, wanted to delay uh, pack 12 wanted to delay. It was basically just the SEC was mm-hmm. like, we don't care. We're going to play. Um, and eventually some of those other teams came along and they're like, all right, big tens in ACC's in. And I remember listening to one of the podcasts and the, they're, they're talking about, um, you know, who do you think is going to be in the playoff? And the guy, one of the guys talking on there is like, it's a TV show. They're going to take, they're going to take Ohio state, Alabama, Clemson, and uh, Notre Dame or something like that. They're going to, they're going to take mm-hmm. the big or Oklahoma. It doesn't matter how good those teams are. They're, they're going to take them. They can do whatever they want. The selection committee, yep. it is a television show. They're going to take the teams that give them the best ratings. That's what this kind of reminds me of. I mean, it's, it's, it's call it's, it's it's becoming just more of a blatant television show where we just want to take the teams that'll get the best ratings. We don't actually care about literally nothing that matters on the like nothing that happens on the court actually matters. It's just we want to take the biggest brands that'll get us the most money. Um, and I don't like that because I feel like I'm losing my uh, my youth and my innocence. Yeah. So my loser, much like yours, college basketball fans. College basketball fans. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, college basketball is coming back in 77 days. So 78, 78, get it right. 70 days. Okay. 78. Um, Let's see here. So that wraps up winners, losers. See, do you have any other topics here? I know I've got a couple written down here that we can get into. I was going to see if you had any quick. No, you go ahead. Fire away. Okay. Do you want to talk about Coach Cal versus Kentucky football? I suppose. We're we're a bit late to the scene here. Coach Cal was quoted saying, and I quote, I want a better practice facility, um, burn down every other practice facility on campus, get the insurance money, and then let's build a new basketball one. Right? No. That's how, okay. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure that's what it was. Verbatim. Okay, perfect. No, basically saying you know, he wants a new practice facility. He's looking around at football and baseball and all these other practice facilities. And, like, you know what? Those have been – they've been updating those recently. Let's update mine too because, you know – we're a basketball school here. No one's going to deny that. We're a basketball school here. And Coach Mark Stoops takes offense to that, which I kind of feel like this is like fake outrage. Like, you know, he wants to get his players riled up. You know, they're in like their, uh, camp, their preseason camp for football. Wants to get his player like light a fire up under his players. Like, hey, you see what the basketball coach is saying about us? Like, you know, use that. Let's dominate some people here. And so he took big offense to that. And there's a little back and forth there between – the two of them. Now, do I think Calipari had any ill intent here? No. But and do I think Kentucky is a basketball school? Absolutely. Like there's no there's no fans in in Lexington after this quote came out be like, "Oh shit." Like Cal said we're a basketball school. I thought we I always thought we were a baseball school. Football school. Like no one's saying this. But it's still one of those things like it's like if you're at the fitness center with your significant other and you see like a very attractive female like you kind of keep it to yourself, but you, you might look at her a little bit sort of thing. Like It's okay to like notice it, but you know, just keep it to yourself. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I tend to think it's a whole lot of uh, nothing because it's, you know, it's August and we just, we absolutely need something to talk about. We do. We're, only at, we're only at 25 Mark, minutes so far, so we do need more stuff. From Mark Stoops perspective, I do think this would actually really piss me off. Um, Kentucky football has not been a very successful program for a really long time. 
And over the last like five to 10 years here, Mark Stoops has done a really, really good job getting that program basically out of the gutter. I mean, think about, think about some of like the really, really bad football programs around the country, like at the high major D1 level. Minnesota. Talking like like Kansas is an absolute joke. Um, like Oregon State. Well, Oregon State's actually okay. Uh, well, okay, let's take some of the college basketball blue buds and do that. Kansas, North Carolina, Duke, all at best mediocre football programs, right? I mean, Kansas is like the worst one in the country. Duke has been hot garbage for a really, really yeah. long time. Carolina is like okay. They're yeah. they're usually pretty good. Um they're, they're probably similar to where Kentucky is. Maybe, and Kentucky's probably a little ahead of them at this point now on right. the football level. But they've sort of taken the lead on as far as like sort of those basketball blue bloods as far as who is like the best at also having a good football program. Yeah, uh, but Kentucky, Kentucky has gone from being really, really trashy to, to pretty damn good. They're consistently like a top 25 team now. They're not, they're not a title contender in the SEC, but they're, but they're good. And... Calipari's just armed all of the other coaches that are recruiting against Kentucky. Uh, a team that, that doesn't get it. It's not a program that recruits itself. It's not Alabama. It's not Georgia where it's like, Hey, we have all these kids lining up. They want to come here. We pick between, we eat first. We pick the kids that we we're not recruiting. We're just, we're drafting. We're selecting the kids that want to be here. I think Kentucky has to go work its ass off from yep. a, from a football recruiting perspective. And you've just armed all of the similar tiered programs that that want to recruit against Kentucky you've already eliminated a huge uh, number of your recruiting base like you're taking away your five star athletes probably they're not they're not bringing in those type of kids right your high level three stars and your four stars is kind of what Kentucky's got to live off of so all the programs now that are fighting for those guys can now go and say hey Kentucky basketball coach doesn't even think Kentucky football is real football if you really mm-hmm. want to go play for Kentucky football they don't really care about football there that's a basketball school I mean, everybody knew that. Of course, everybody knows Kentucky basketball is like a huge deal. I don't think I don't think these schools though think about it necessarily. I don't think Kentucky walks around thinking, oh, "God, I wish we were a football school. We're just such a basketball school." I think I think they're just kind of in their lane, thinking, "Hey, I'm trying to make Kentucky football as good as possible here." And Calipari kind of saying this, I, I think arms other recruiting people. So I don't know if, if I'm the football guy, I'm like, "Hey, why why you got to bring us into this? What we yeah. do?" We're right. just bringing in money, you know. Yeah. I've turned this program good, and Kentucky football actually brings in more money than college basketball and Kentucky basketball. So yes, those SCD, those football, the SEC football deals for sure. Yeah, and and I mean, it's not like we're fucking Vanderbilt out here, like being terrible. You know, Kentucky yeah. football is pretty darn good. So I can understand where Stoops would be pretty, pretty, pretty pissed about this. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing for me is that I don't remember who else said it. We, we've heard, you know. Everybody has to talk about this now, this this topic. But if Bill Self were to say this about Kansas, the Kansas coach would probably just kind of chuckle it off and be like, oh, yeah, Bill Self, you know, he just won the title. Respect that guy. Uh, the Kentucky coach is like, um, no, fuck you. You know, we've actually won four four games in a row in the postseason. So. I, I did like I did like that quote. I really did like that. So quote. maybe you should maybe you should like back off, you know. And we, we've won four straight bowl games. He just lost to St. Peter's in the first round. Yeah, I guess what, what that tells me is that Calipari is not God on the Kentucky campus. I mean, think about, like, if Nick Saban were to say this, like, Nate Oates, who, who we like, right? He's, he's one of the most brash, like, I'm going to say whatever I want coaches out there. If Nick Saban said something, uh, I don't know, some sort of equivalent where he's, where he's pumping up his program at the cost of the Alabama basketball program, 
Nate Oates would be like, well, you know, Nick Saban, he just wins national titles. He's the GOAT, right? Or if, uh, you know, if if, if, if Dabo, Dabo Swinney says something in Clemson, like he's he's God on Clemson's campus. Um, apparently, John Calipari is not that right now. They're not afraid of him. The, the other coaches don't just bow at the altar of John Calipari. I, I don't know. Maybe there's – that's probably making – more of this than than it has to be but is John Calipari maybe not he's I, I I clearly think the the uh the ground with which Calipari walks on is not as solid as it used to be in Kentucky though I do think there is a thing where fans are getting fed up with um Kentucky is basically a quasi G League for in basketball yep they're just there for players go for a year and then go to the NBA that's all they are they, you could like replace Kentucky with uh, G League Ignite, and you wouldn't even notice. Yeah, and, and I think I mean uh, Kentucky fans though very much care. Like the 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 quote that that people are talking about, where it's was it was it twenty fifteen where where like Carl Towns, Devin Booker, mm-hmm. a bunch of guys get drafted in the first round. Like seven dudes got drafted in the first round, and Cal says something like, "This is one of the best nights. This is the best night of Kentucky yep. sports history," or something. It's like um. No, we actually don't give a shit about all these guys getting drafted. We want to win national championships. Like, yeah, Which, like Kentucky fans don't care about the, the individual players getting drafted. Yep. They they want their team to do well. So, I think I think that's that's been a that's been a problem for Calipari. Like all this Kentucky hype every single year, they only got one title. Yep. So, you know, and and think about I mean they 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 haven't been good. I mean they've been good. They were good last year, but they haven't had postseason success. They haven't had a very big. I mean, when was the last time they got even to a Final Four? They got to an Elite Eight, I think, in twenty nineteen. Is probably the year that they won it. The twenty fifteen one. Yeah. Well, no, I think they got. Well, they got to the Final Four with Towns and and Booker. That team that was, was that. Insane. Oh yeah, I thought that was the Elite Eight because no, because they almost lost the Elite Eight too to that Notre Dame team. Whereas yeah. like, what wasn't it like the shortest shortest Kentucky player or like the second shortest Kentucky player was taller than the tallest Notre Dame player. Like they towered Maybe. over them. Cause yeah, I think Pat it was, bon- I think was it was Pat like, Col- yeah, I think it was like Bonzi Colson or might even Pat Conton was their tallest player. And then all of a sudden there's Trey Lyles playing the three at like six ten, And it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> which speaking of, wins are like six, six in their guards. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of car, you said Carl Towns, which I've, you're the first person I've ever heard say Carl Towns is Anthony a hyphenation of the first name or the last name? I'm not even sure. I don't know either. I'm trying to envision in my head here what his jersey. I, I think his jersey that. just says Towns at the back, so I think it is Carl Dash Anthony. It is Carl Anthony. Okay. Does he have two first names, or is it a middle name? No. Well, it, but no, there there is the dash there, so that's his first name. He has two first names. You can't trust a guy with two first names, John. That's true. That's true. Especially. And this isn't this isn't even your prototypical two first names. No. Yeah. Can you imagine if that becomes a new thing? Two first names. A hyphenated first name. And then it's always two first names and you can't trust them. That's that's when you really will know we're done as a society. When we have hyphenated first names. Oh my god. What 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 if instead of having a middle name, they just do two first names with a hyphenation and no middle name? Why stop there? Why not have two first names with a hyphenated action and then another middle name thrown in there too? Like if you're a murderer. Okay, so what's the third first name? Like what effect does that have on everything? 
Carl Anthony you, Joseph Towns. Does it make you more or less trustable? Ooh. Does the third to do two wrongs make a right kind of thing? Could be. Like it like it cancels out the the untrustability of the two first yeah. names, or the third first name. I hate the saying two wrongs make a right, because if you think of wrong as a negative, and in math, a negative times a negative is a positive. So technically two negatives make a positive, so it's kind of like two wrongs make a right. Right, two wrongs do make a right in math. Right. Yeah. But that's why math exactly. is weird, because math math is that's why math doesn't represent the real world. That's what when you're doing math, you're like, when am I ever going to use this in my life? Yeah. Two English. Don't make a right. Yeah. English is way better. Hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking that American. Oh shoot. Uh, any topics other than yeah, I've got one for the end. We'll we'll finish off with some uh, bracketology, some WTE bracketology. But do you have anything else? I was just looking at the calendars here and trying to find schedules, and I can't even find anything right now on ESPN. Apparently, it doesn't even. Apparently, they don't even care. So they're 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 still not selling tickets for the game we want to go to in Sioux Falls. I know. I check. I check at least once every couple days. Um, there's a there's a concert that I'm planning on going to in Sioux Falls here that uh, it's like uh, it's like on Halloween, and tickets just came out yesterday. So my is, hope is that is it the same venue. No, it's not the same venue, but I'm wondering if that's, you know, just just going by that, like, timeline, you're looking at what, about, it's like two and a half months, so maybe, like, early October? I don't know. I check, I so check late, almost though. every day. It seems so late for tickets to go on, start going on sale. I know. It really does. I would assume that that's going to happen soon, but yeah, I guess we'll see. Yeah. All right, babes. Now, it, you know, Joe Lynn already put out a bracketology. What's the date on this? August 9th, so just under two weeks ago. Okay. Who do you think we're looking at as number one seeds? Number one seeds. We're going to say, I'm going to say Gonzaga. Okay. Houston. Okay. Carolina. Okay. You have the first three correct. Not in the right order, but you have them correct. All right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, the last number one seed. Kansas, Kentucky. I was it was down to those two for me. Okay, so, all right. And and I see Kansas is the two seed in Kentucky's region. Okay, so, so maybe Kansas probably, is the five but, seed. But at the same time, if I because I'm looking at this bracket, it goes. I'm going from top left, top right, down, and then over. So I feel like that's like how they order it. You know, one, two, yep. three, four. So it goes: Gonzaga, North Carolina, Kentucky, Houston. So Houston's actually the fourth number one seed. The so disrespect. Like, yeah, no kidding. Um, let's see. And then number two seeds, you have Kansas, Baylor, UCLA, and your favorite Frolanteers. What do you think about that? That one seems a little bit high. If we look they're at the rated, three They're going to be rated really high. I mean, yeah. think about all the guys. They bring back basically their whole damn team. My boy's the Kai Ziegler. I'm trying to think. The only guy they don't bring back is Kennedy Chandler, right? Well, no more of your, uh, shots. What was it? Shots versus assists numbers. That's the Alabama kid. Was it? Or no, the Auburn was, kid. I thought it was Chandler for some reason. No, that's uh, it's uh, not Wendell Green. Who's the other one for? What's his name? Katie Katie Johnson. Katie Johnson. Okay. Oh yeah, he'll still be there. Yeah, no, Tennessee, they got Vescovi, Josiah Jordan-James, Akai Ziegler. I don't know, he averaged eight points. He's just a little guy. 
Olivier Comhow. I have no idea how to pronounce that. Wonk Wu or whatever, right? The big guy. That's how that's how it's pronounced? I don't remember. The one that's spelled N-K-A-M-H-O-U-A. I thought it was like Wonk Wu. Maybe I'm wrong, though. It could be. <laughs> I'm not sure. He was a good player. Another Tennessee is good for having guys, like tall guys who I can't pronounce their name. Yuras Plavit Plavsic. Yeah, he was solid. He's like a just a just a big bodied dude. Yeah. Then they have a top fifteen guy for ESPN. They've got a couple four stars. They have a guy coming over from Indiana State, averaging seventeen point two. Um, has Indiana State ever have had a player not named Larry Bird who is good? I don't even know where Indiana State is. Sad. My guess is it's from the Indiana State, but I'm not sure. In that area, at least. It might be like the uh, New York Giants, but they play in New Jersey. Tyreek Key. Let's see. I just want to see some more teams. Last four buys. So these are obviously some you know, bubble teams here. We've got Iowa. Got Ohio State, got Memphis, got St. John's. Well, that seems about accurate as far as where they'll be. The last four in, so these will be your play-in games. Notre Dame, St. Mary's, Florida State, Providence. Florida State, get no respect. I'm trying to find some teams that I think are overrated. You are? Um, think Texas overrated at three or no? Creighton, maybe, if we're drinking the Kool-Aid a little too much. How about Purdue as an eight seed? You think that's high? Who do they have coming back? Well, they got Edie. They got Brandon Newman. They got Gillis, their big guy. I think they're going to have a monster front court, but I'm a little worried that I don't know any guards besides Brandon Newman. Yeah. But then again, it's kind of one of those that's like, it's Purdue. So they're kind of like it's Iowa or it's Wisconsin or it's any Big Ten team. They have Drake as the automatic qualifier out of the the Missouri Valley. No more Loyola, Chicago. No. Also, is is Belmont now in the Missouri Valley? They move. I think them and I think them and Murray State both moved to the Missouri Valley, and I don't remember if it starts this year or when that all starts. Uh, still says Ohio Valley. Oh, okay. Well, Missouri Valley realignment. Ooh, first round matchup between Auburn and UC Santa Barbara could be fun. That's the Gauchos, if you remember. Our favorite Gauchos. You were a Gaucho guy. Did we ever figure out what a Gaucho was? Was it like a? Isn't it like a renegade or like a like a like a train like a like a robber, like a horseback with a big sword? Oh, maybe that's what. I, okay, maybe that's what it is. What's, yeah. What's the word for that? Gaucho. Obviously. It is a skilled horseman, repute, reputed as brave and unruly, and with a sword. I'm just imagining a sword there. The figure of the gaucho is a folk symbol of Uruguay, Argentina, Rio Grande Sol in Brazil, and south of the Chilean Patagonia. I'm just intimidated right now. Do gauchos still exist is the first question on Google. You know when you do type they... in something and then it gets like a people also ask. <laughs> do you think Villanova is high at number four? Yes. Okay. I like Nova too. Like I, yeah. I, I actually – I think Nova is going to be 
I'm, I'm like, when I, when I was assuming, I'm kind of taking the temperature, thinking like everybody else is going to be really low on Nova because they lose a bunch of guys. They also lose their coach, which is a huge deal. So I was thinking like, and in that context, I'm actually probably going to be higher on Villanova than a lot of people. Yep. Um, apparently not because people really like them. Here's another one. Virginia at five. High, low, just right. Um, Do you think they are a top 20 team in college basketball next year? Yeah, I'm going to buy it. I think Virginia is going to be legit. Okay. Okay. I think they're going to be back. Oh, I'm trying to see any other ones that pop out at me. Illinois at six. That might. They, they seem so unknown at this point until like they get like, you know, guys in there like Sky Clark and he actually proves himself. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know if I can buy them at six. I'm with you there. I think that's a little yeah. high. Yeah. Let's um, see. Are you on the same article as I am? I'm, I'm just looking at the bracket. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah. It's not really an article. Uh, where, where's the Pac-12 at here? I see Oregon 6. I see USC 9. Arizona 5. How about the disrespect for Arizona there? Yeah. TCU 4. That seems about right to me. Yeah. I like that and too. Like, that's that's but, a high rate. But they have potential to really exceed that, I feel. TCU? Yeah. I'm high on TCU this year. I am too. I, I'm big. Yeah, I, I love it. I don't know if they're going to be quite that good. But I also wonder if the Big 12, I mean, holy shit. I mean, you have Kansas is a one, Baylor's a two, Texas is a three, Texas Tech is a six. Do you think Big TCU's 12 cannibalizes itself this year? Maybe. But is it going to be one of those where somebody who's got like 20 wins is somehow still going to be. I mean, Texas's record last year wasn't like that great. Right. And they were still like a. What were they like a six four six yeah um try to see any other ones here Winthrop at sixteen <laughs> yeah what's up with that Morehead State too that's just disrespectful to the FM area no kidding yeah like Winthrop is usually really good so ooh my the dentist's favorite school at fifteen there ooh. <laughs> They've got a nice right. campus. Do they? Yeah. Have you actually been on the campus? Oh yeah, I worked. I worked out at their gym once. It was like where? Where I, is? I had, to, I had to go to a wedding last year in New York. Did Did you go to the wedding on the correct date? <sighs> yes, I I did go on the correct date for that one. Mostly because okay. I didn't have to do any of the planning. When I have to do the planning, things you know, people die. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, shoot. All right. Anything else jump out here from here? Not really. I don't think so. All right. Should we cut this one off? I want to know. You know what you should do? Screenshot this. And then when the bracket actually comes out in March, I want to know how good Joey Brackets is. Okay. I like Like, that. I know he's, I know he's, I know he's, like, he pumps himself up as, like, Joey Brackets successfully predicted 67 out of the 68 teams. But... I mean, he's doing brackets every single week. Yeah, is it gonna be one of those things where he's like he's like that girlfriend that expects to get like proposed to, um, and like when she finally does get proposed to, she's like, "I knew this was gonna happen. I've been waiting for it." Yeah, bitch, you didn't what you didn't realize, but you were waiting for it the previous twenty times too, and you didn't get proposed <laughs> to. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, is it gonna be one of those where Joey Brackett like literally just he predicts every single team makes the field in uh, 
throughout throughout the year. And then when the bracket comes out, he's like, see, yeah, I picked that team. I knew they were going to make it. You know what I'm saying? Th- th- thanks for saying the B word. Now when I upload this, I have to put explicit on it. True. My bad. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll get this out to you guys. We'll probably be back in a couple weeks here. And we are getting very close to everyone's favorite season, conference preview season. Let's go. Start about mid-September. Um, but see you next time. Bye.